guys, and welcome back to Racing Incident, a Formula One podcast in an American accent. My name is Ellen, and I'm here with the lovely Ash Vandelay. Hi. Super excited. <laughs> Yay. So excited for you to be here, Ashley. Um, Anna, unfortunately, couldn't make it tonight, so it's just us, but that's okay. We're here for a good time. We can do a different voice for Anna. We can each take a role and play. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, a, you know, like in, in like a high school English class when you'd have to block out scenes. Yes, exactly. Like a, like a Shakespeare play. But there would never be any, enough people. They would, you know, nobody would volunteer to, to be like Romeo or something. So the teacher plays just like 16 characters. Yes. <laughs> and they're exactly. terrible boys. <laughs> um, I also, I just want to say really quickly, I love your Twitter bio. Oh, LA, thank you. The, um, fueled by teachers who said you talk too much. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because I feel like that's a very, very common sentiment. And screw those guys. Um, so in my early grades, like kindergarten, first and second grade, um, it's a funny story that they would try to constantly move me to different people. They're like, <laughs> oh, we'll move her to like the kid who doesn't talk a lot. But I would get them to talk. <laughs> so eventually yeah. they just sat me by myself. Oh. Because <laughs> I would talk to everyone and just make everyone talk to me. And they're like, okay, she needs to sit Aww. somewhere else. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to talk to myself. <laughs> You're like, hmm, can do. You know, it's a superpower, so. And uh, that's how we, uh, we're doing what we do, podcasts and streaming. Yeah. Because we talk a lot exactly. and you need that skill set. <laughs> so it worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's certainly a, 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 a skill set that I don't necessarily have. Like, I am I'm very comfortable, like, not saying anything, which is not good for this type of, job Mm -hmm. because I I'll just I'll be like yeah that was a great point done (laughs) so I I think that's awesome that you're you know able to do that I admire especially like on a like a sports broadcast like those who can be very natural and 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 fill the air without it being you know too much or Mm -hmm. weird big fan so very jealous of that skill set of yours so there are a lot of folks um, on TikTok who want to come over as live streamers. Um, however, mm-hmm. I've talked about this with a few people. It's it's definitely a a skill that you need to practice. Because, uh, I mean, I, everyone started yeah. somewhere with streaming, and I wasn't very good, you know? Oh, certainly. Because when you're playing any yeah. kind of video game, you just have to narrate what you're doing, say your jokes out loud, keep up with the chat. Like, it mm-hmm. takes a while to develop. But when I um, – the point of the TikTok is, like, folks are, are used to making these seven-second videos or minute videos – and then they come over yeah. to live streaming and they're like, oh, shit, i got to do this for two to three to four hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I have people come to me and they're like, yeah. look, I had my first couple of streams. This is rough. What do I do? And I was like, OK, <laughs> like, one, you like you need to practice. Um, sometimes yeah. planning out a stream helps all this stuff. But uh, yeah, just talking, just talking for two to three hours and inter- either entertaining or with a purpose, depending on what you're doing. So like F1 streams, just researching everything, having topics up. Um, yeah, kind of like a sports center broadcast where they have the certain topics yes. and you go through whatever, and or if you're playing a game, just knowing how to narrate it and interact and mm-hmm. ask questions back to the chat. Um, so, yeah, and so if you don't mind sharing, how do you plan a stream? Like that's that's very interesting to me because I don't know that much. Of, I mean, I, I watch streams, but mm-hmm. I don't know that much about you know how that that whole that whole you know thing plays out. How you get to that point? Uh, so I don't. <laughs> That's probably a skill set I can um, I can do better. So for my weekday streams, it's more about kind of community management. 
um, and just sim racing and you know whatever comes to mind yeah. so if i just like whenever the f1 manager game comes out um in i think next oh, week yeah. soon i'll be playing that during the weekdays etc yeah. so it's just, just really just doing stuff like that um maybe i'll plan ahead this week i planned ahead um on the sim racing schedule so i racing has a weekly schedule mm-hmm. so this week there's 45 minute imza races at road atlanta so today I practice. Oh, cool. I learned Road Atlanta. Tomorrow I'll just race on. I'll practice on my own without streaming. And then Thursday I'll race on stream. It's a forty-five minute race, so that'll, that'll take some time. Um, and I'll get some laps in beforehand. So that's maybe that's the way I plan for this week. And then for my F one streams, yeah. it's definitely researching the track, researching the history of the track, mm-hmm. researching the history of the races there, the car setups that they might use for the track, ask people their opinions. Um, uh, anything that came up during the week with media day or practice sessions and be like, oh, what happened here? Who fixed this setup? So really doing my research. And um, I made these custom like cards with my logo on them. So it looks like like talk show cards um, with my little logo. <gasps> oh, on. But yeah. I put like all my notes in the background. So it looks like, oh, yeah, like I yeah. planned this out on my little talk show note card, which <laughs> really just like post-its that I've like yeah. scribbled doing research um, on F1 stuff. <laughs> So that's the that's, that's awesome. the amount of planning, I guess you can say, quote unquote, that I do for F one and for the weekly stuff. You know, it's all about you know what's good for you, but that's that's cool because I, I was always like curious, like how you know it's so not structured, right? You kind of mm-hmm. have to you make it work for you. So I was curious how you do that for yourself. I'm waiting for people um, to realize that Twitch is unregulated television. Sure, there's certain things I can't say, <laughs> but there's a lot of things you can say and get yeah. away with. We've all seen like, oh, certain absolutely. streamers that were like, are we allowed to do this on the internet? And you certainly, you are. And <laughs> people mm-hmm. do. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you can make your... I always say also that my... I am like running a television show um, off an internet connection and a dream. Because right, I have like multiple <laughs> monitors. I have a really nice yeah. camera. I got mm-hmm. box lights recently. I just want to make it look good, and it's just mm-hmm. like a one one woman operation. A lot of people to do this by themselves. Right. Some people have. There's some nice streams like Critical Role is a Dungeons and Dragons stream that's really popular, and they mm-hmm. have a huge setup and broadcast team. But some of us are just individual streamers who are just you know putzing around in our uh, offices, spare bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, I you know I'm interested to see how, and you could probably speak more to this. You know how. Twitch develops or just streaming in general develops because I, you know, I definitely grew up, we both did, you know, watching like YouTube start from people just like shit posting into these like really like full fledged productions with people who have staff, et cetera. And so it's interesting that that it kind of seems like that's the way streaming is moving as well. I think it, I think so. Um, I think the nicer quality camera, for example, for me, for my sports broadcast has really tremendously helped. Better lighting helps with that as well. Um, having good sound, because you don't want to watch a stream yeah. that you don't, no one says oh, yeah. anything, um, especially for a sports broadcast, then what are we even doing here? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's the nicer quality stuff. And then you just kind of fall into the research of how can I do this yeah. better? How can I totally. figure this out? Now I have like a wireless keyboard that I use like as a scene switcher so I don't have to press any buttons and mm-hmm. it's kind of seamless. Like now I have a wireless mic so I don't have to pin the, this one to... It just, you just kind of yeah. fall down a rabbit hole. You're constantly looking for ways to improve. Yeah, like endless amounts of things to acquire for that. Right, and then you go to Micro Center and then it's all over because they have aisles and aisles of <laughs> streaming stuff or <laughs> cords and monitors and you're like, oh, I definitely need 16 monitors uh, in my room. Absolutely. Or uh, 20, oh, yeah. one for every driver <laughs> while I'm doing the race. Oh, that would be so cool. That'd be so much information. I, if that could, 
Yeah. <laughs> so much. You know, you might be onto something there, though. Like, if you could open... This is not financially viable. But open a bar where you could do that and have, like, 20 stations for each driver. Well, that'd be cool. I would go to that. The United States would be great to have a bar that shows Formula One, you know? That I... <laughs> yes. Okay, hours so, in the <laughs> yeah. So you're based in D.C., correct? Yes. Yeah. So are there any Formula One bars out there? I think there's one, with? but I don't know how early they open. I don't know if they do the morning races yeah. or most of the afternoon races. I know there's one. I think it's called Across the Pond. I hope it is. Across Shout out Across the Pond, the pond if that's you. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, I know nothing. Because, no, uh, no again, no one wants to open up that early. True. Yes. I... You know, here in Chicago, there is one bar that I know of that does F1 called The Reveler. But I know that a few of the soccer bars will because they'll be open for games, you know, pretty early. But it's not a surefire thing. But anyways, so how how did you get into motorsport? Ooh, um, so my parents um, immigrated from Poland in the 80s. So first generation American, um, do speak Polish, yeah. have the dual citizenship thing. Um, like anyone will tell you from Poland or, I mean, other countries, I'm sure. If there's someone that's doing something cool from that country, we are the conductor of that hype train. My father, anytime someone cool and Polish is doing something, he's like, did you see this? <laughs> Sends me the article. He's like, oh my God, you should you should just reach out to them or something. Like, you should be their friend. I'm like, okay, Dad, thanks. Yeah. Um, Robert Kubica? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So in 2005, 2006, Robert Kubica joined Formula One. My dad's like, hey, this Polish dude is racing cars. We should watch. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I was uh, 13 at the time. Yeah. Oh, nice. So here we are. I love that. Little does Robert Kubica <laughs> know what here. he's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I was going to say my the extent of my Polish knowledge is limited to um, Genquia. That's it. Oh, that's actually really good. And, like, of course, everyone knows what pierogi are. And, like, Yuvasa oh, sometimes. Delicious. Yeah, Delicious. Oh. And so Robert Kubica. That's, like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> and Robert Kubica. And then best day of the year is when you get some ponchki. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. No, that's, that's awesome. Oh, man, we, can make you, we can make you an honorary poll. That'd be great. Look at you. Thank you. Of course. I love that. Join the ranks. We'd I'm love not... to have you. <laughs> I um, I have not been to Poland, but I have a f- a quite a few Polish friends, and hmm. um, I love the food. So, a great country, by the way, for anyone. If this is even going to make the podcast, it's actually really inexpensive. It's like four Polish dollars is what to one American dollar. So pretty good for us for the American wise. Yeah. And um, beautiful. You got mountains. You got you know ocean, river, whatever. Like feel, whatever you're looking for, it's there. And most yeah. um, countries, uh, most countries, excuse me, most cities like Warsaw, Krakow, where most of the universities are, a lot of mm-hmm. people speak English. So don't feel like you're yeah. obligated to learn one of the hardest languages <laughs> being Polish. I would really like to go to Krakow because it just looks insanely gorgeous. Mm, mm-hmm. But when I was in college... We just got a lot of culture. Yeah, it's beautiful. I would say when I was in college, there was a big thing that we did called barn dances. And there's just like a place to go drink in a barn out in the middle of nowhere. And there was a Polish club on campus, and they had a big barn dance every year. And it was the best barn dance because... That's awesome. Um, it was so good. It was, like, in this abandoned barn, and they would do, like, light show. It would be, like, all EDM. They'd have a campfire, and you could buy Polish, Polish sausage there, and um, you could, like, roast it over the open campfire. 
and that is how I learned of the song uh, Banyo Cigana. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a great song. Everybody should go look it up. Um, it, every once in a while, it just like gets stuck in my head. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Don't speak any Polish, but I love it. But yeah, so you got into motorsport, um, and I, you're assuming you started watching Formula One yes. because that's that's where you started off. Now, do you watch? Are you into any other types of racing now? Yes, racing series. Um, just whatever's really on TV. I watch a lot of the endurance races, so like, um, yeah. like uh, Spot Twenty Four, Monza, etc. And then uh, NASCAR when I can catch it. Yeah. Um, we have a community member who works for one of the NASCAR truck teams. So that's actually really cool, oh, cool to have that like personal connection and kind of see that yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, we know that guy. We know that truck. Um, IndyCar, obviously, great. Uh, I love IndyCar drivers. They're incredible on Twitter. Uh, highly mm-hmm. recommend everyone follows them. Um, yeah. So there's uh, IMSA, right? Went to Watkins Glen this week, uh, this mm-hmm. week, this summer. Um, so, yeah, no, just whatever, whatever is on TV. <laughs> whatever catches my eye this weekend, uh, especially with the Formula yeah. One silly seasons. Great to catch up on other motorsports and not be exhausted from the morning of the F1 stuff. MotoGP is great. I, if you like motorcycle racing, they're also decently yes. short races comparatively to like F1 races and such. So, Oh, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. I was going to say, I, I will say though that while I do look forward to some of the F1 races being in the afternoon, I, I do like them being in the morning because afterwards I'm like, okay, I've got like my whole day now. Yeah, I go back and forth all the time, right? Same thing to you, right? You got your whole day ahead of you, but I'm just tired. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was out on the West Coast, and I I couldn't watch them because it was too early. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not, I can't wake up at 5 a.m., like, to save my life. So, love it. Love you all, Formula One people, but no. And also, too, you know, you get into motorsport when you're, you know, a teenager. Mm-hmm. How did, what made you wanted to get into like streaming and sim racing? Ooh, great like, question. Did you just want to take it farther? Yeah. Um, so for streaming, it was the beginning of the pandemic where I restarted mm-hmm. therapy because I was just doom scrolling. I have general yeah. anxiety. So, uh, yeah. it was just bad. It was just really bad. Yeah. Um, uh huh. So I started talking with the therapist again during uh, the start of, start of the pandemic. Um, we went through a, a bunch of stuff. So anxiety turns out uh, diagnosed with depression, um, just working through that. And I was like, oh, I found, I think I mentioned to her that I found Twitch, found Twitch, started watching mm-hmm. Twitch, not like Twitch needed to be yeah. discovered. It was pretty big before <laughs> I found it, um, started watching <laughs> Twitch. And I was like, oh, I found these like small pockets of communities. And it's just like really nice if I'm feeling down or something. You can be a lurker, which means you don't have to engage in Mm -hmm. chat. You can just watch the streamer. A lot of folks, I mean, you just, I call it finding your weird. You just find your weird. You just find people who, I like people who are nice, (laughs) soft-spoken, just overall (laughs) positive. And I just found that those kind of communities. And sometimes you can also engage in the chat and people are very nice. They're just like, oh, hey, nice to see you. And like, once you, they recognize your name, they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, I remember you mentioned this. How's that going? Then my therapist, I think it was like in August, she was like, oh, you should be that for someone else. And I was like, you're, please, lady, like I pay you, but like, let's, <laughs> let's relax here. Um, and then yeah. uh, I think so we just worked through my therapy goals. And in December, 
I started streaming because I was like, oh, why not? Let's just full send it. With the support of like other streamers yeah. that I was watching, um, they kind of encouraged me and they just like gave me some tips and I just felt better about it. I think the, fir- the first game I played was Portal because one of my favorite games. Okay. Um, and I, I knew it and I felt comfortable like talking through it and joking. And then uh, I was talking to my friend Sal who I think just mentioned, he's like, why don't you just do like, sports? Like, we can do sports watch-alongs together. So I started doing that with him to have someone to just, like, not just be alone and just talking. Because I didn't have a lot of people in yeah. chat. And it's really hard when you don't have, like, a flow going in the conversation. You're definitely just yeah. talking to yourself, which is hard when you start streaming out. <laughs> and then it kind of es- escalated from there, which worked out really nicely. It's definitely about um, being cringy. Like, I definitely tell people to embrace yeah. the cringe. Because wouldn't you just rather be yourself? You know, and find totally. people who are like you. So let other people cringe. And if they don't like you, they can just go find another stream. I call it finding your, another bar. I think of Twitch streams as bars. Go find a different bar. You don't like mine? Fine. We got plenty of bars on Twitch. Yeah. Plenty of personalities, plenty of uh, regulars and locals and people passing through. Um, just go find a different one. Uh, no, that's yeah. a great analogy. <laughs> I love that. And I for sim that. racing, I think it just came naturally. I started doing F1 because if you watch Formula One, mm-hmm. you probably do F1 video games. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm allowed to say this. I think I'm just going to say it. They're not my favorite games. Go for it. <laughs> they're, not, they're not my favorite games. And I remember I was dabbling yeah. in Truck Simulator. Because I was like, I got f- I like sim racing. I've always liked the arcade racing games. When I was a kid, I always did yeah. with my brother and my uh, father. So I was like, this is like fun. Like a cruise in I, USA. Yeah, exactly. It just it was great. Yeah. My parents went to the casino so in Foxwoods, fun. and I went in the arcade. Not that they neglected me. They just nice. my older brother was there. Sorry, I don't know if CPS can still arrest my parents at fifty something, but they uh, they were nearby. I had my cell phone. It was fine. I was in the arcade. It was great. I ate a lot of pizza. Yeah, that sounds like a great afternoon. You probably <laughs> had, yeah, like a lot of pizza, like a few cokes or Pepsi's, whatever, and you're having a great. It was a two floor arcade. It was awesome, and you can't get oh, lost in Foxwoods. God, sounds- it's like a cruise. You're just like stuck in the building. Uh, so I always loved sim there racing games, and I was trying to find that. And I was playing Truck Simulator. And then the actual, I didn't know this, a s- username came in, and people were freaking <laughs> out in chat. And they're like, are you the real Tony Kadan? And the guy goes, no, 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 I'm a Brazilian taxi driver. I'm just a big fan of, I'm a big fan of Tony's. And we're like, oh, cool. Like, Tony Kadan's cool, and I'm glad you're a fan of his. Like, we like motorsports. Like, welcome on in. The guy was just chatting with us. We were just chatting with him gifted five subs and i was like oh very nice thank you so much and they're like hey i gotta go but uh so nice to meet you and i was like nice to meet you little did i know mm-hmm. that was the actual tony Kanan just somehow just oh my god randomly walked into my stream and um the mayor he thought it was the hilar- most hilarious thing when i walked into his stream one day like i was like tony and he's like hey how's it going <laughs> i'm not a taxi driver by the way i was like no i can see that um yeah very kind and eventually struck yeah. up a friendship and he yeah. generously gifted me three months of iRacing. And he's like, try this out. He's like, I think you yeah. might enjoy this. And I was like, uh, well, I, and little do I know that I enjoyed the cult of iRacing. And I am a big member <laughs> and like to talk about it all the time and encourage other people to yeah. now join if they can. Yes. So that's kind of how I got into sim racing and then specifically now iRacing, which is great. Um, I've done some stuff with iRacing and they've just been incredible. That's awesome. That is, I love that. Uh, you know, we were saying, or you were saying earlier that the, you know, the indie car drivers just seem like such nice people. And I always love to hear stories like that. You know, athletes are humans too. And that's so sweet that he did that. Um, I have a big thing about time. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's a little too weird, but I think time is very, 
I guess invaluable if you want to say it that way. But I think everyone has the same amount of time. I can't get more time. I can't buy more time. I can't make more time. And that's why people who Mm -hmm. have more income or can, like they outsource things to get their own personal time back, right? People hire cleaners so they don't have to worry about cleaning their houses. They hire chefs or have pre-made meals, which costs a little extra. So that's the way they kind of buy their time. But um, is everyone has the same amount of time. And if someone spends their time with yeah. me in my stream, I think that means the, that means the world. It blows my mind that yeah. people watch for X amount of time. Like, wow, thank you for spending your time here. Like, you'd be doing anything else um, and you're spending yeah. it here. So the fact that folks as big, like Tony Kanan, like, gives so much to the sim racing community and is so nice to smaller streamers or just everyday people. Um, Daniel Morad, yeah. who's a real-life racer, is also in the sim racing community, also very kind, has been helping me. Um, ever since I started my journey. She's like, they don't have to do that. I mean, they, no, could just, yeah. they could just stream and then log off or be like, hey, thanks for joining and then leave. They don't have to like visit other people, help them out, offer advice, you know, give the iRacing sim stuff. But it's uh, it means a lot that they, they do that for everyone and give their time, essentially. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so wonderful. That is so wonderful. And, you know, going off of that, like, same thing. I, I, you know, I feel very similarly, like, with people who choose to listen to our podcast. There are so many, like you said. Um, and it's nice. It's nice to know that people feel like that what we're doing has some value. And thank you for joining us today again. So going back to, you know, iRacing, mm-hmm. iRacing.com. So I'm, I'm not super familiar with sim racing. I do like to watch some streams just because I think it's kind of fun. And I like watching, you know, racing out on a track. So how does, how does iRacing work? Like, and this is more just like for my own personal sure. uh, interest. Like, do you, um, is it like through a PC? Is it through a console? Um, yeah. If you give me the lowdown, that would be great. So when computers were invented in 19... I'm just kidding. Um, so for... <laughs> let's start way back. Um, yeah. For iRacing, I, I, I was like, where do I start? So, oh, here's a hot debate. So iRacing, okay. some people call it a game. Some people call it a simulator. A racing simulator, a racing right. game. Whatever you want to call it. it is, what they do is scan tracks and scan the actual cars. So it's as realistic as it's going to get in a game or simulation environment. Uh, Professional drivers do use this for practice. Uh, Professional drivers do race in iRacing um, for funsies as well, like if they just want to off track, which I think is hilarious. It's like still kind of their job, but like I guess also a hobby. (laughs) But, you know, I'm I'm not going to yuck their yum. If they want to sim race when they're done racing, um, great. So it's as... (laughs) They have the Mercedes W12 F1 car in there, and that's as close as you're going to get to an F1 car. <laughs> like, if you're a normal yeah, yeah. person who's iRacing. Um, <laughs> so they have different series. They have different races every week. Um, they have four main categories. Road, oval, dirt road, and dirt oval. Um, I'm not going to talk okay. about dirt road and dirt oval, because that shit's hard and very impressive if you can do it, and incredible. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have two systems of ratings. One is an I rating, and that's basically, quote unquote, very loosely, it's just how good you are. And I say this with quote, um, air mm-hmm. quoting if anyone's listening to this, <laughs> right? I know it's just a number, 
and a lot of things can happen during a race. So essentially, if you were first place, you take everyone's you take portions of everyone's iodine below you, so yours increases. Um, and then if you're okay, last yeah. place, you gave most of your iodine to everyone above you, so you lose a bunch of iodine. And that depends, like what gotcha. you're. So if you're a four thousand level iodine and I'm five hundred, but I beat you you should have technically beat me so like i like i get more than if you beat me because i already like mm -hmm. was 500 so it's like this whole algorithm there's also something called a safety rating um that's out of five mm -hmm. and it's just how safe you drive which they really emphasize which i really enjoy that they do this um so when you race you can get into incidents so if you do an off track if someone hits you it's different kind of incident numbers um so you want a you want a you want a good safety rating. You just want to you want above yeah. Uh, you oh want above gosh, you yeah. know. You just just means you're a safe driver and you're doing well. Yeah. I, I, understandably, yeah. I, things happen in races that are out of your control. So you start as a rookie. You have to do four races in the rookie section to move up to a D license, and then same thing to a C, a B, and an A, um, all in one season of I racing. But uh, there's different kinds of cars. So rookie, I think every, you sh everyone should start with Mazdas or the Miatas, MX-5s, etc. Mm -hmm. And that's great to learn the car. And then you just kind of move up and see what you're interested in. Uh, my favorite currently is obviously GT3s. That's the most popular. Road racing is just the most popular in iRacing. Um, mm -hmm. I also like ovals. It's probably the American in me. I really like ovals. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> super speedways. I talk about this with Chad all the time. I'm a super speedway kind of gal. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like Daytona, Talladega, Indy. Um, oh, because short ovals are hard. Everyone's like, oh, ovals, yeah. NASCAR, they only turn left. I was like, have you ever actually, I need everyone to go into a simulator and race an oval race. Because that shit's hard. Mm -hmm. First of all, the banking. Yeah. And you're so close together. One slight mistake. You don't lift correctly. Too much on the throttle. You're spinning out. It is so stressful because you're constantly near another car. Like for road, someone passes you and sure you can get into an mm -hmm. incident. But generally speaking, someone passes you you're by yourself for a little bit. Like you just got to go faster. You pat like whatever. Easy. Mm -hmm. I do that on the regular in DC traffic. Okay. Like no problem. <laughs> right. But oval racing, forget about it. You're so close together and any slight mistake, you're just, it's just, everyone's a goner <laughs> around you. Yes. <laughs> if you don't and have fast reflexes enough, it's crazy. I, you know, I don't watch NASCAR really, but when I do, it's kind of like bumper cars almost. <laughs> and the bump draft. Um, and then like at, yeah. And then like, Add in all of the stuff you just said. Like, that's insane. You know, I, I went to a NASCAR race. This is a long time ago now. But we got to walk the track before the race started. And I didn't grow that's up awesome. watching motorsports. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it was it was a good time. Um, I didn't grow up watching motorsports. So I very much had the classic, like, American, like, that shit's so trashy type of opinion mm -hmm. about NASCAR. Um, and when I got there, I was walking the track and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't realize that they were banked like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do they keep the cars on this? Like, I, I, I still don't quite understand it. So yeah, that's hard. I don't blame you not doing the, the ovals or, or you like the ovals, like the long ovals, but the short, short ovals, I imagine would be quite difficult. Beasts of their own. Um, yeah. Oh, and I just hate when I see fans on social media from like other motorsports and sometimes Formula One fans like Kimmy's now doing a race and they're just like, oh, he's only mm -hmm. turning left or he's only doing this. I'm like, do you know how hard this is? Do you yeah. understand how this works? Yeah. Well, and then like in the IndyCar, like I know like for oh, yeah. specifically mm -hmm. like, um, like for the Indy 500, they change 
But they have like a totally different chassis, right? Fernando Alonso could have won the Indy 500, okay? And people were like, this is hard. Yes. I was like, no, this is just different kinds of racing, different kinds of skill set. Just different. I don't yeah. know how to tell people that different. Formula One drivers are not the best drivers in the world. One. Because they only know how to yes. race Formula One. Again, Fernando Alonso could not win the Indy 500. Romain Grosjean could not win the right. Indy 500. Like, like, look, you have all these F1 drivers right. who can't do incredibly well in these right. other types of racing because they're good in their cars. And I'm not saying, and the same thing vice versa, just because if I'm saying Marcus Erickson, who won the Indy 500, is going to jump into a Formula One car and win a championship. But right. we have different kinds of racing and uh, different kinds of talent. And that's pretty cool to see different kinds of cars. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, I, um, I, I, that's just something that I don't love about the Formula One community is like the belief that, you know, F1 is the end all be all. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I have the greatest marketing it, ploy in the world. I don't know how they get away <laughs> the with the pinnacle that. of motorsport. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hope it's so. I don't even know how to describe it. It's so egotistical. Like you're calling yourself that pinnacle of motorsport engineering. Sure. Yes. Certainly. Yeah. Fine. But um. Not the pinnacle of motorsport. Then people are like, "Then what is the pinnacle <laughs> of motorsport?" And you're like, "Okay, what do you define as pinnacle? Good racing? Do you want to see a lot of passing, or do you want to see speed? Mm-hmm. Speed. Right. Formula One cars don't go that fast comparatively to any 500. Um, right. Like, or is it how they engage with their fandom? Which is, I would argue that IndyCar does a hell of a job, or IMSA does a hell of a job with how you can just literally mm-hmm. go into the. <laughs> where the cars are while they're waiting to get on track and see them right in front of you. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And how the teams are really great and like invite you into the garage and things like that. Um, Formula One doesn't do that. It costs like $10,000 no. to get in the paddock. I mean, they're trying on social Insane. media, but everyone has social media. Right, yeah, so. like that's not... If you're not doing social media, you know, today in 2022, like you are 10 right. years late to the game. <laughs> you're not even... Like, <laughs> you're right. Really- you're still on the bench somewhere. Game's like, over. Game's by a fax over. machine. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, fax machine. <laughs> fax machine. For any Gen Z listening, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, speaking of fax machines, this is a totally unrelated point, but um, I was at work the other day and I found a, a, bo- a box, a literal box of floppy disks. Oh, wow. Not the safe yes. icon, right? The floppy disk. No, the floppy disks. I was like, "What are? Where, why do we have these? And they're like, well, uh, we can't get rid of them because we need to get the files off of them, but we don't have a floppy thing to read them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, good. Okay. So problems. Modern problems. I wonder how they're going to do that. I was like. Can- I was like, you know what? This is not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, good luck. And I walked away. <laughs> Don't get paid enough for this. Not my monkeys, not my circus. <laughs> exactly. Above my pay grade. Oh, man. So what does your, your racing setup look like, you know, to, to do these different types of races or different types of cars? Like, do you have different wheels? Um, we talked about some of a dumb today. question. Like, no, it's a great question. Oh, Okay. Um, so I currently have a next level racing rig. Okay, wait, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Sim racing is expensive and it's a hundred percent a privilege that I get to do it, let alone Mm -hmm. just even own a Logitech wheel. Because a Logitech wheel, which everyone would say, I mean, I guess you could do Thrustmaster. I hear angry people typing already in the comments. Um, (laughs) we're going to say Logitech is the beginning, beginning. That costs like $350. Yeah. 
Which is a lot. I mean, if let's say if you're a parent, your kid's like, I want a $350 like racing wheel. And you're like, ugh, Jesus, because you also need the PC. iRacing costs is, iRacing is a subscription. When oh, you get okay. to certain levels, you have to buy tracks and cars. So there are, there's free stuff on each section. But if you want to do more, like each track costs $14.95. Um, each car oh. costs additional. So that adds up. And I think someone, I believe, I'm going to asterisk this. The total cost to buy everything in iRacing was like $2,600 or close to 3000 If you wanted to buy every single thing and race every single track and race every single car. But once you buy yeah, it so once in your account, you have it. Oh, that's good at least. There's some... Yeah, I guess. Ownership. Yeah. You own this NFT. Um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you own this NFT of a car. words, yes. <laughs> yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> So with most oh, wheels, or like the Logitech wheel, you can clamp it to a desk and call it a day. Mm-hmm. It's not like the yeah. most ideal racing position, and people are going to argue there's things that are better, blah, blah, blah. But look, you're already spending 350 on a wheel, X amount on whatever you want to race. Um, if you can prop your pedals up on some boxes or sit in a dining room chair and race and have a good time, that's great. And I'm not going to stop yeah. you. If it, like I, we don't need to be snobby about it. You right. also don't need to be good at something to enjoy it, and I feel like that's been a very common yeah. thing lately. I am I, obviously trying to get better. I'm trying to practice, have a good eye rating, a decent eye rating, where mm-hmm. I can not be competitive. Like just I don't know, just be somewhat good. Uh, but if you just want to race from time like once a week and hang with your friends or like, do some ovals and call it a day, yeah, yeah. great, awesome, good for yeah. you. Enjoy it. It's fun. The lobbies are hilarious. People are kind of funny on the voice comms sometimes, depending what you're getting. <laughs> but I, you just got to appreciate it for what it is. And if you're having a good time, you're having a good time. Just enjoy it. Um, it's not that deep. We're, we're on a floating rock. Like, just let people enjoy your hobby. Yeah. Uh, yes. But not for everything me, needs to be, you know, right. monetized and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you don't need the most expensive thing. And also, a lot of professionals also use Logitech wheels. I know someone who races with their Logitech wheel in their lap and has like a 3K I rating. And I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, just, just, just holding this wheel that is vibrating. Oh, I guess not Logitech, because I have a great force feedback. But just holding this wheel on their lap, which is wild. And people who know will that laugh so their funny. asses off hearing that. Um, so for me personally, Next Level Racing graciously uh, got me a rank and a monitor stand. Um, and I have nice. a... So it's a it's a nice little play seat. And I have Fanatec wheels and a pedal. So I have a Formula wheel from... Um, Oh, Benetech. nice. And that's what I use. So I have a little section of my room dedicated to sim racing. Nice. But you can totally just use a Logitech, plug into your computer, and go. Or yeah. if you have a Gran Turismo, just plug and chug into your uh, console. Call mm. it a day. Call different day. kinds of racing, different kinds of sims, right? But uh, mm-hmm. just, just enjoy it. So I do use the Formula Wheel on Oval. It is difficult or not mm-hmm. ideal, so I will be buying a circular, normal steer, like normal as we know as American steering wheel. Y- yes, um, for the oval, just so I can slot sh- myself a little bit better on the corners. Um, but otherwise, no, I just use the same thing for every kind of car. So for the MX-5, I use the same Formula wheel, and then for the GT3s, I use it, etc. Nice. And you can get That's more so cool. expensive. It's kind of wild. So we were looking yeah. at different kinds of wheels and wheel bases and. Something called like a sim cube costs like two grand, and then you have or like fifteen hundred, and then you have nicer uh, wheels with screens that can cost up to a grand or or twelve hundred. It can get expensive quickly. Yes. I could, yeah, totally see that. So like the the one with the screen would be like more like a 
But again, this stuff doesn't one. make you faster. Right. This doesn't make me faster. This is a little bit more convenient because I also work like a full-time job. So I would have to take the Logitech wheel off my desk and like move my stuff around oh, so I can geez. do my day job. So like this is more convenient for me. I'm able to do it with my adult monies and have the best time of my life. But it doesn't make me quick, unfortunately. Right. I wish it did. <laughs> um, but you can't buy a sim yeah. racing talent. Or maybe you can if I like bought a coach. But in general, like you can't. So, I mean, honestly, I want people to understand that if you buy like a Logitech wheel or a beginner Thrustmaster stuff, which is another company like Fanatech, mm-hmm. um, that is totally viable option and that's all you really need. Yeah. You don't need triple monitors well, you- or a motion rig. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like, you know, going back to what you said earlier about, you know, time is like the only thing that we, we all have. And like, like you said, like buying this stuff doesn't make you faster, but, you know, you have it because it adds value in a different way to you. Mm-hmm. And like, that's awesome. Yeah, I just want, it's just fun. And I think like, pe- like uh, made me respect NASCAR and oval racing a little bit more when I started sim racing. Yeah. And I think it's just a, it's, I, I keep using the word fun, but that's the best way to describe it. It is, it is though. Like, I think that the reason why I, I personally like motorsports so much is because it is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of just pure joy I feel watching these cars go fast is a little concerning. Um, but it's fun. And it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Right. You know, I, I love to deep dive into the stats and I love to get all the information. But at the end of the day, it, it's, it's more about the feeling, the way I feel when I watch racing something about the speed of the cars i mean it's just i think it's something we kind of understand a little bit better um mm-hmm. i'm never gonna throw a baseball at 100 miles per hour no but i've no. You can, i can respect it it's something about being in a like, yeah. like we, we've all driven on the highway a little bit fast you know and we're like wow can you imagine doing this in a car with like with no roof and just like <laughs> low yeah. downforce you're sitting really low you're going up these crazy hills and you're going yeah, substantially like faster than what you're doing on the highway. <laughs> you're like, okay, I can respect this a lot too. Yeah, yeah. The engineering behind it's really cool. I don't under like I don't have mm-hmm. an engineering degree, but just learning about it and the different setups they have to do, I think it's really interesting as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally, totally. So you've been streaming now um, since like December 2020, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Um. So, you know, what has your experience been like, you know, as a woman in this space? I, you know, just from, like, my limited contact with, you know, the streaming community, it, it tends to be a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that that sticks out because you're a woman? Or do you find that you're accepted? Do you find that, um, you know, it could, it could be both? Mm-hmm. You know, things aren't always black and white. You know, kind of what, you know, generally what has your experience been in relation to that? Um, that's a good question. It's like, how do I start answering this? General, like, in general, I just been, I mean, nothing. There's always one shithead that's going to come in every so often and be yeah. like, women, go back in the kitchen. But otherwise, a lot of people are just excited. They're like, oh, yeah, like, great. Like, first of all, I get to share my hobby yeah. with someone. Great. And they're like, oh, like, I really wish, like, my girlfriend was into racing, but she doesn't see, or, like, my daughter, I want her to get into racing, but there's not a lot of representation, or she's nervous because it's like, Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I don't know. You walk into a room full of dudes. Yeah. No one feels oh great about that yes. as a woman. <laughs> Just no. by yourself. And never. Um, especially when it comes to like cars that people dominantly seen as men things or manly things yes. or masculine. Blah blah blah. Right. When it's like that's not true. And well, and, you know, and also too, like I think it's a pretty common experience for a woman to be like, "Hey, I need to bring my dad to the mechanic because they're going to screw me over." Right. 
not that they're the same thing, but that certainly is related, right? People, like you said, they, they view it as a masculine activity. It is, um, just like the one-off people will be like, wow, of course she's, of course she's P15 out of 20 cars because she's a woman. And I was like, there's five slow dudes behind me. You're not shitting on them <laughs> for the whole masculine, like, male population. How do I represent all mm-hmm. women? And these guys don't right. represent all men. How, is P, how are you not shitting on P20 right now? Like, no, we're all trying. <laughs> and I don't understand people who get mad about people trying to enjoy their hobbies. I think, uh, like, I'm not being disrespectful. I definitely make sure I practice before I get into a lobby. Mm-hmm. I, if it's ever my fault, I 100% apologize. And, like, hey, like, like dude, I am sorry. Do you want to pro? You can protest on iRacing. Like, send someone to uh, send iRacing something that you think is sus. I was like, hey, man, I'll protest myself. That was a shitty move. Like, no problem. Like, yeah. Let me know what I can do to relieve the situation. I'm happy to talk it through. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm never purposely yeah. crashing into people. Again, practice before I get into a lobby. I'm never just going to free ball it or never mm-hmm. drinking when I'm doing a, a race, like a serious race. Um, so I just find it interesting when people are like, You're, it is my hobby and why, who wants, why are you here? And you're not that good. I was like, no, I'm not good, but I fucking enjoy it. I'm talking about it and I'm getting other people interested in it. Why do you care? Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I guess that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, like, let people like things. It's it's good to have hobbies. You don't have to be let people like things. you know the best at yeah. You don't have to be the best at something to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I enjoy playing tennis. I am not Serena Williams. I am lucky if I can get a volley going. I like know? to say uh, let a bitch live. Just, <laughs> just yep. We're again we're just, on a floating rock, buddy. Like yeah, it's not that deep. We're racing in a simulator. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're going to close down your computer. I'm going to close down my computer. We're going to go to bed or you're going to get whatever happens. And then we're going to call it a day. Uh, But genuinely, and then you're going to wake up and do things that matter. (laughs) And then do things, hopefully, you know. Uh, But genuinely, no, everyone's been very supportive or just excited. Um, It's been great to see women coming in the chat or um, I have a lot of like girl dads come in and they're like, hey, like I, I plot my daughter in front of your stream or just like show her like other videos that you like I make like women in motorsports or stuff because you mm-hmm. don't see that emphasized and it's like good to I don't care who, I hate when people are like representation blah 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 no representation 100% matters yes it's just huge I saw Captain Marvel like 26 27 and I was like this is the shit this is incredible I'm a 27 year old woman <laughs> I am moved by this movie I'm I'm so excited yes. that I get to see a badass superhero with like incredible powers and people were like this isn't realistic I was like none of this is realistic who cares it's a this is awesome. movie. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. I always wanted to have this, like a female character. <laughs> superhero. Because I used to watch all of them all the time yes. with my brother. So just mm-hmm. um, just hearing that just feels really good. Or people who are like, hey, I love this series. Like, I didn't know about these women in motorsports or in, in STEM education, engineering, the social media aspect behind motorsports, PR, et cetera. Just everything that takes to run a team. Um, track presidents, um, Richmond Race Ray. Um, she's a very badass woman, businesswoman. Yeah. Um, so no, it's been great to kind of just bring that to light and be like, yeah, we can, uh, we can just sim race and be chill and just hang out too. Yeah. And you know, and like, I love that you're building a community of supportive people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that the last thing I would like to see, and I think that is something that is prevalent in a little bit in the formula one community, um, is exclusivity. You know, we'll often get people who are like, well, you're somebody who started watching Formula One when Drive to Survive came out, so therefore you are not valid as a fan. Your opinions aren't valid. Um, and I don't like that, <laughs> you know. 
I obviously I started watching Formula One because of Drive to Survive. Um, mm. But you know that being said, like my like for it is very real. Um, right. I actually went and rewatched Drive to Survive, and I find it a little bit unwatchable now. But the point is, is that show wasn't isn't made for you know the diehard fans. It's it's to get people interested, and it did its job. But why and is now it made I'm for the diehard fans? I enjoyed it. I know it was sometimes oh. over dramatic. Yeah. But I watch Selling Sunset on Netflix. I watch Bling Empire. Oh, I watch so reality good. TV shows. Like, well, I understand this was a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. I also yes. understand mm-hmm. they make things dramatic. Like, great. I was entertained. I thought the show was awesome. Like, everyone <laughs> just let people like what they like. And as long as the fans yeah. like, if you're, if whatever you, wherever you come from, from a fan aspect of Formula One, as long as you're respectful, right? Like, it's the fans who've like been there the longest majority who are just like shitting on everyone on the internet. It's just like, man, who cares? Let a bitch live. Just if they want to watch Try to Survive mm-hmm. and watch a race, then go for it. If they have questions, then answer them. We've all started somewhere. I'm yes. learning shit every single time I go on. Yes. I've been watching Formula One. I learn something new all the time in these new 2026 yes. regulations now. I got to get an aerodynamics degree. It's like a whole thing, you know? Yeah. But it's, uh, like, again, we'll just let people enjoy what you enjoy. And uh, just, if you don't want to answer questions, then don't. But if you want them to be yeah. part of the community Nobody and you feel like they don't know you, anything, you know? then educate them. Like, it's not... Right. And, you know, I find this is a, a little side note is that it's always, like men in their mid-40s and, like, 13-year-old boys. Huh. So, you know, take uh, take away from that what you will <laughs> on these types of people. But it's just, like, just a little, it's, a little something I They're like, this is mine, and I need to hold on to this, and I don't want any diversity. This is my old white man sport. Bleh. I'm like, all right, relax, buddy. We're coming for you. Yeah. We're, we're changing it up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're making sorry. it inclusive. Not... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, Put like, your pearls. Let's go, buddy. Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! Since we're on the topic of F one this season, interesting is I don't think the right description because it's always interesting. But um, I think it's been the rate. There has been good races. I think overall. I don't know why I'm telling you my thoughts because I want you. I want to hear your thoughts. But um, it's it has been hit or miss. The new regs are confusing. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on it? It's been interesting. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's <laughs> seeing the teams figure out the regs. I right? agree. Yeah, of course. Um, seeing the teams figure out the the regulations, how to do, I, I say style their cars, how to build their cars. You see, yeah, like Aston Martin copied, and then the Haas copied, and then everyone's trying to figure out mm-hmm. what to do, what's working, and um, it's great to see how teams interpret each of these regulations and yes. rules. Uh, I don't know. Have we, we've gotten the closer racing in the midfield, but those who are dominant in the Red Bull Ferrari are still just Max going on his Sunday drives, as I like to call it, just <laughs> seconds ahead of everyone else, and P1 is insane to see. Um, races overall, I would probably rate the season like a soft 6 out of 10. Yeah. But really, I, mean, I try after to encompass the season. race weekend. Oh, excuse me? After last oh, season? Oh, I was going to say, I mean, like, after last season, it's... Oh. <laughs> I mean... Everything's you know. so underdramatic. It's so Everything boring. is... Yeah. But I, I like the idea of you, of, you know, thinking about the weekend as a whole and not just, you know, the Grand Prix Sunday. Because that's what it... 
I'm t- uh, how words are hard sometimes. How does F1 <laughs> not really me? advertise that? If you're a ticket holder, for example, you buy a ticket for the whole three-day week. They don't really talk about mm-hmm. the race weekend. They're like Sunday's Grand Prix and Saturday's qualifying. It seems very siloed into separate sections. Mm-hmm. When it's like, hey, this is the, the race weekend. Like, you want to be doing this for three days. You want to eat, breathe, sleep on this track if you could. If you want to be mm-hmm. in this car... We gonna, we're going to make this for you. This These track facilities, yeah. you're going to live here. Because I realize in other forms of racing, people want to camp out. They're like, this is a thing. I'm yeah. camping out in Daytona 24. That shit was sold out before it got to general public. If you were a previous ticket holder, pe- it, done. Daytona 24, you can no longer camp if you're just trying to buy tickets now. And it's August of 2022 and 2023 sold out. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a thing. But for Formula One, I, people do camp. Don't get me wrong. Or go near mm-hmm. the track but it seems i don't know they don't really seem to talk about the race weekend it's like oh the race and then we all leave and like i've been to montreal i've been to austin there's definitely stuff around the city mm-hmm. that i don't think doesn't get covered on like the broadcast it's like only what's on the track but like let's see max or right. and headed out to austin let's like cover i don't know we can, we can make this oh i i would cooler. kill to see a video of him in texas i think that would be chowing down some barbecue some pulled pork, just oh my god! Maybe on a some pork cheese tacos. <laughs> maybe on a mechanical bull. Just <laughs> come on. Yes. Like put I put next. I want them to do this. F one, call me. Um, <laughs> put all twenty of them in like a Texas dance hall, oh and god. see what happens. Get them two step in. Get the Dallas Cowboys yes. cheerleaders in there, and let's see what's happening. Let's make it a real Texas affair. You know, didn't they used to have like a a reality TV show? We did a little Drive to Survive. Uh, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys Cowboys Cheerleaders. Girls. Yes, they did. Right, it was about auditioning to be a Dallas Cowgirl. Yes, um, it was like Dallas on Cowboys Bravo or E. Yeah, I you can still watch it somewhere. I feel like they still have it, or maybe they have like just the life yeah. of being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. The little that I know that NFL cheerleaders, um, I believe they call them cheerleaders still. Um, yes, I, I, I think so. Yes. You have to have a full-time job, like our proof of employment outside of uh, really? cheerleading for the NFL. I remember that was a regulation for um, the Washington, D.C. team as well as the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Um, you know, that proof of employment of a full-time job or some kind of job that wasn't cheerleading and like a bunch of other stuff. And they take up a lot of your time. And I was like, geez, they're not even paying paying that much. Yeah. uh, I mean, you must really love dancing. I'm terrible at dancing. So I wish I... Which is surprising. They're very mediocre at best. I mean, I'm a New York sports fan, so I'm not going to shit on anyone being a Jets and Giants fan. So are you from New York originally? Yes, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, oh, living in D.C., but... Is a New York sports fan. So you said Jets and Giants. Yeah. I'm a, so Giants? baseball, I'm a Yankees I'm fan. Sorry. Yankees, um, sorry. NFL, I'm a kind of like a, I'm the free age. I'm not really an NFL watcher, but I'll, yeah. I'll still do the fantasy and things like that. I'm more of a college football kind of gal. And then we have okay. hockey, which is the Rangers, the only right answer Rangers. if anyone's listening from New York. <laughs> um, and then basketball. Um, I mean, I when I was growing up, it was just the Knicks, but... I guess you gotta mm-hmm. represent Brooklyn a little bit, so we'll go with the Nets. With the Nets, not, not nice. that anyone's oh. not that anyone's really doing well either there, but you know, I just support yeah. New York. That's starting to implode there. That's 
we're doing our best, okay, with our million dollar contracts yeah. and trying to buy oh. good players or attempting to. No, very New no York shade. thing to do. I, I, I am a Chicago sports fan. It is all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all shite. <laughs> so, no shade. Just happy to be there. Just happy yeah, to be at the game. Exactly. I'm going, going to go to a White Sox game tomorrow. It's going to be great. What were we talking about? About Formula One? Oh, yeah, know. getting them to a dance hall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just yes. making a race weekend affair. I know we were saying those silly things like do that, but it seems like we really only focus on on-track options, and the things we get outside of yeah. the track are really more... Um, during like the driver's parade, I guess we see some of that stuff. But yeah. I'm paying this much for a ticket and all this other accommodations and getting to the tracks a pain in the ass. It's never easy. Um, right. There should be a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. You know, when I, um, so I like I, I mentioned this earlier, the singular motor race I've been to, this NASCAR race, it was a lot of fun because we didn't go to qualifying on Saturday. Um but we did only we did go to the Sunday, but there was like a concert before the race. Mm-hmm. They were letting everybody do mm. the track walk. We got to walk by the paddock, garage area. Um, and I know that like Formula One is all about exclusivity, but I wish that they would, you know, make it less exclusive or well, yes, but also like or at least like show us what's going on, you know. Um, like you said. I talk about this all the time. It's like taking a family of four to Disney World. Shit's expensive. Can you imagine yeah. trying to take your kids? I've seen uh, Southern NASCAR truck race. Tons of like kids with their, their parents, fathers, or just mothers, just vibing. You know, like it's pretty cheap to get a ticket, and like you see that all the yeah. time. Like Formula One is expensive. It's just, yeah. it's rough. you got to pay for food on the track, and then get, getting back and forth, and the parking passes and everything. It's not oh, very yeah. like a family affair. And I think about mm-hmm. um, how some folks like pass down their season tickets to certain baseball stadiums. Just, mm-hmm. like, people doing that with, like, their F1 tickets just because they're so expensive. And it's, like, rooted into the family. I think of, I think that's only, like, Ferrari fans would do that. I don't think anyone else would ever do that. Yeah. Get it indoctrinated be in like, like a, that. Get, like, a 30-year mortgage for your grandstand passes. Right. And then passing it down generation to generation. Passing down the mortgage <laughs> on to pay it off finally. And your great, 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 great grandkids. It's just because exhausting. I, oh, my God. Also, the merchandise. It's just... Why is oh, it so expensive? Insane. I'm just thinking about going to a it's baseball insane. game. You can just buy like a cheap Yankees t-shirt and a ba- baseball cap. for. You can take four kids, buy all their merch, all their food at a baseball stadium for less yes. than it takes like a, like a pair of F1 tickets <laughs> for the whole L- Literally. I, I'm like, I feel like I'm always getting emails from like the White Sox, for example, um, about like, like they do like these family four pack deals. It's like four mm-hmm. tickets, four hot dogs, and... I don't know, like four drinks or something, and it's like seventy dollars. Hell yeah, I'd just buy that and yeah. <laughs> yeah. get myself four hot dogs. I would eat all four. Right, exactly. <laughs> Delicious. I'm a hot a dog stadium family, dog. No oh, absolutely. Oh, so good. A little bar- ballpark nachos to go with it. Ooh. Oh man, but I yeah, the the cost is so confusing to me. Like, you know, I was looking at Indy five hundred tickets, and for all three days, mm-hmm. it was like. Like a hundred and twenty bucks or something, mm-hmm. and this is Indy five hundred. It's not like you know it's random. Indy five hundred. It's huge. Right. For, this uh, is like the 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 big Kahuna. Like this is the one. Right. And even you know for Road America, it was like I think sixty bucks or something. It was really really reasonable. I was looking at GT um, World Challenge America, and it was like it's like forty bucks. <laughs> the whole weekend they have like open paddock and you can go like check everything out and like talk to the drivers and stuff like that like imza essentially oh, that's and i was like cool. this is easy peasy 
That's great. I'm going to have to look into that. Very nice. Because I don't know too much about that racing series, but... Also, just look up Insta if you're ever by you. Um, Great. It's awesome. Yeah. And I know people are going to argue, but like, well, because baseball has just big stadiums. I was like, have you seen these tracks? You can stand anywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's so much room, but it's expensive. Then... Yeah. Well, Williams is surviving somehow. (laughs) Not off our tickets. Yeah. Somehow they're surviving. Good for them. Not totally sure. Hopefully they'll make it. Hopefully. Hopefully. It'd be sad to see them go. Um, but it wouldn't be the first you know, historic team to go by. What are, so what are your thoughts on, ne- on adding more teams? Because I kind of feel like there needs to be more. I'm fine with it. But it doesn't, doesn't seem like, um, <laughs> Just like why not? people are interested. Uh, uh, I Oh, here's a great. This might cause some controversy. We'll get the comment section oh, fired up. Yes. I hate Let's when go. people are like, Oh, you can't get... Look, I love spa. Spa is my favorite track. Like, you can't oh. get rid of spa. It's tradition. I was like, how have traditions ever started? Spa was once That's a new track that we've raced on for... Like, it, it was once new. It wasn't ever... Tra- like, it's... We all start somewhere with these traditions, quote-unquote. So, why are you so dead set on, like, keeping this old one? Why don't we just start a new one with a new course or something? And it's sure, maybe not road courses like we're doing with Miami and Vegas. That's a different up for debate. But we can switch shit around. Yeah. We yeah. want to add new teams? Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> Great. I have no beef here. I, let's try it out. <laughs> we try it out. It doesn't work. Then it's like, hey, sorry, this is not good for us. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> right. That yeah, the new teams know that like, hey, you were all, we have the original 10. We are, we're mm-hmm. going to take, we're going to bring on three new teams. We're going to try you out for three years. If it doesn't work out, we're kicking you out. And these are the things you have to fulfill. Yeah. And if you don't get fulfilled, blah, 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 blah. You are, we won't extend your contract, whatever. It's up to our discretion. F1 has really good yeah. lawyers. I'm sure they can figure this out. Yes. Easy peasy. No, I actually think that's a great idea. And I think that you could even apply that to like tracks. We're going to have like a rotating cast of classic tracks, mm-hmm. you know, because like we, we're obviously not having a German Grand Prix anymore, which sucks because I'd love to see Nürburgring back. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a great idea. Like it, it, it Rotate changes the important. calendar. If you have anything, yeah, I know yeah. F1 tracks are expensive to keep up, but there are apparently there's new tracks. We do have certain F1 stuff that we want to build. There's like we can rotate five tracks out of the calendar every other year and rotate these in and like substitute different things. Like we can, we can do this. We can make it entertaining. And I don't think this is like a Bernie idea where it's like sprinklers on the track and some random shortcuts and shit. Like I think like rotating things out of a calendar is pretty fine. Nor- it's yeah, pretty, I think it's, it's pretty normal pretty, to me. <laughs> pretty reasonable, yes. Ooh, reasonable um, but, you know, sometimes reason is not um, with the Formula One. Right. <laughs> but they know they're just making a shit ton of money. They don't care. And I feel like to really reach, right. like, a deep American audience, they need to be more just down to earth and just chill. Yes, that's something I think about a lot, too, is, like, obviously we both like Formula One. Um but, you know, how do you get that, you know, average American to watch? Um, and I think that a lot of things will have to change. If they, if they really yeah. want to pursue this market. Like, truly want to pursue the market. If they don't, that's fine. I think they're happy for what it is, right? Because, like, Miami, to them, was a success. So it's like, okay, they're fine with right. that. And then Las Vegas is going to be a success because it's Las Vegas. And, like, right. a lot of high rollers are just great at F1 race. Um, so it's not, yeah. it's not for us, I guess. But there's other forms of racing <laughs> that are, which like frustrates me and people are like, F1's right. the best. I was like, ugh, okay, fine. But if you like being looked down like, upon. Have you watched an IndyCar 
yeah. race because it's awesome. I feel like being treated like a person that just enjoys motorsports. <laughs> you enjoy, there's so many <laughs> other motorsports communities you can be a part of. Exactly. Um, so, again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I mean, if you think of any it. other questions, um, just let me know. I, you know where to find me. <laughs> I'll send yeah. you a voice memo. We'll just fill that in there. <laughs> Yay. Oh, that would be so fun. Um, so do you want to, you know, go ahead and, you know, let us know where people can find you? Sure. So um, all my socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch are all under the name Ash Vandelay, V-A-N-D-E-L-A-Y. That is a Seinfeld reference. Um, that is not my actual name. So it is a New York City. It's a, it's a typical New Yorker kind of thing, you know. Like I had to throw <laughs> Seinfeld in there. So, of yes, course. Ash Vandelay for all social media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We Thank you for like, having me. Thank you for asking. It's always so cool. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Yay. So exciting. So happy that you were able to join and, um, yeah, everybody should go check her out because she's great. Um, so thank you so much. Um, and we will talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We are an independent podcast made with love and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. Racing Incident is hosted by me, Anna Tarkov, and Ellen Nolly. It is produced by myself and Ellen, and editing and tech support is by Tim Rodriguez. Charles, what's happened with Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race.